you're listening to the Wellness Kachina podcast, where I give you tips and tricks about getting your family involved in the kitchen and making delicious and nutritious meals with ease. I'm Celestina, a chef, registered dietitian nutritionist, and a lover of good food, especially pizza. Hey guys, so I'm sure we all get tired of cooking. I know I do, and I cook for a living, and I love it, and it's my passion, but honestly, I get burnt out knowing that I have to put together a meal at the end of a really long day after I've cooked for probably eight hours, coming home and having to cook more just doesn't sound appealing at all, especially when I haven't fully meal prepped and there's nothing in the fridge, or even if there is stuff in the fridge and I have to think about what to do with it. So here are some quick tips and tricks for being able to use the leftovers in your fridge that can help make dinner or even lunch a breeze. So I can't say I love leftovers, unless it's pizza, because I'll eat that cold or reheated. Or oddly enough, white rice and ground beef. Literally no seasoning on it, just plain as is, is delicious. I know, super random. So we probably all have leftovers in our fridge right now, and the key is kind of making sure that they don't go bad. We don't want to waste anything ever, especially now when it's more challenging to get to the grocery store. So how do we rework and reuse what we already have in our fridge? I'm sure we all at least have one kind of protein, whether it's already cooked or raw in the fridge. And this could be chicken, beef, pork, fish, even deli meat. Those are all considered like leftover proteins, even beans. And then I'm sure we also have some type of veggie, whether it's frozen, fresh, canned. With fresh veggies, sometimes they're super crisp, delicious. You can eat them raw or just like quickly cook them. However, sometimes, and we all do this, but there are veggies that have been in there for a little too long. You guys know what I'm talking about, the super floppy carrot that looks like rubber that's probably been in there for three months. Yeah, that carrot. We don't wanna lightly cook that carrot, we wanna thoroughly cook that carrot. So that's something that you'd wanna throw into like a long oven roast or add to a soup, or add to a stew, or a braise that's going to go for an extended period of time so you don't taste the squish when you're eating it. Another thing that most people have on hand is probably citrus, whether that be lemons, limes in whole form, or just in like a squirt bottle with juice, or in like a glass or plastic bottle. It's great to have on hand for easy dressings, easy sauces. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. Eggs are pretty much a staple. Cheese, whether it be shredded in a block, or whole. I like to buy it whole because then you can shred it when you need it and it doesn't go funky. If you also buy it whole, it's going to have fewer preservatives in it, which I think is also really important. And then condiments. So I, for a fact, always have mustard on hand because my husband loves mustard. We don't have very many other condiments otherwise, but I know people have tons of condiments in their fridge and those are great to be used to make quick and easy homemade sauces by just combining a couple together. We can talk about that on a later episode, but these are really good things to have in mind. So some of my sauces that I have in my fridge often um, are like homemade pasta sauce, so like a homemade red sauce or a pesto or a chimichurri sauce. You can also use a combination of different condiments that you have in your fridge already. For example, miso paste with lime, soy sauce, red wine vinegar, lime juice, and a couple of fresh additions like ginger or garlic it makes a really easy and delicious sauce to add to like stir fries and stuff. Let's get into some meals that can be thrown together pretty easily with minimal effort. Crock-pot dinners, braises, stews, things of that nature. Something that you can throw into your Instapot, your Crock-Pot, on a stove, in the oven, literally just set some veggies down, pop it in the oven, pop it in the Crock-Pot, whatever your instrument is, 
and let it go for a couple of hours, right? That's probably as easy as it can get. And if you don't have a crock pot, Instapot, pot that you put in the oven, get one because braises and stews are easy weeknight meals that you really don't have to think about. Soups, especially for you guys who are still experiencing some cold weather. I'm down here in Florida where it's been like 90 with a million percent humidity for the last like three weeks. But for those of you who are still experiencing snow and cold, soups are still a great go-to. Honestly, all year long. It doesn't just have to be cold. Go back to episode two where I talk about using canned veggies, but think about any kind of veggies, that floppy carrot I spoke about earlier, that you could add to a soup. Whether it's fresh, frozen, or canned, all of those can go into a soup. And it's really good to note that if you do have those floppy carrots or potatoes that have gone a little soft, that's okay. You don't necessarily have to eat them in whole form in their soup. You can pop them in a blender and blend the soup as well. Try and think outside the box. It might take one more step, but it's going to be a little bit more palatable if the soup has a nicer consistency to it. And if you are doing a blended soup, you can add sour cream or yogurt or cheese to it to help thicken it and kind of give it another level of complexity. That might be a different episode because soups are really fun and can be really great enjoyable dishes. They don't just have to be, oh my gosh, what do I have in my fridge? Let's throw it together. I mean, obviously they can be. That's why like everything but the kitchen sink soup exists where it's you just throw everything in your fridge in there. But we can talk about soups at a later date. Okay, frittatas or an American, I guess, frittatas are a great way to use leftovers. Whether you have veggies that are cooked or you have grains like pasta or quinoa that are already cooked or even deli meat, toss all that in a pan. Get it sauteed. I like to add a decent amount of oil, especially if you're not using a nonstick or even if you are using a nonstick, you're gonna need a decent amount of oil so that the eggs don't stick to the bottom of the pan. So while all of that sauteing and reheating or if you have none of it cooked, start sauteing it, start cooking it through. And then you wanna combine in a bowl, about six to eight eggs. If you have like an eight inch saute pan that you're using, you'll need like six eggs. If you have a slightly larger, like 10 or 12 inch saute pan, you might need like eight or 10 eggs. It just depends on the egg size. There's no right or wrong way to do this. It just depends on how eggy you like it. Essentially, you just want enough to coat the ingredients that are in the pan. So combine your eggs with some grated cheese. Think finely grated, not like thick shredded, which is why I like to have the full block of cheese in my fridge so that you can determine how thinly you want it grated. Just a side note. And then you wanna pour that combination of the egg and the cheese over the veggies that you're cooking. And then there are two ways to finish a frittata. Most Italians, at least in my family, we flip it onto a plate. My nonna would always do the sign of the cross to make sure it didn't explode when you flip and try and re-put it back into the pan. Or you can do it a slightly safer way and make sure that you're using an oven safe pan and just pop it into like a 375 or 400 degree oven until the eggs are cooked. That's probably the safer way of doing it if you've never flipped a frittata before. However, in a future episode, I may relate that to an, an Instagram TV story where I show you how to bless your frittata and flip it safely. So again, just getting more episodes here. So another really good way, this is honestly what my husband and I do like three or four times a week. We make a stir fry. This is the best way to use fresh, frozen, and just whatever you have in your fridge to make a really easy and fun meal. So 
stir fry just kind of by nature you want really high heat you want to saute everything and the key is not to overcrowd the pan so you may have to cook some things in batches so it'll take a little bit longer unless you have a giant pan but you're gonna have really crispy veggies and remember if you have sauteed something already it just needs to be reheated it doesn't need to be cooked to death so with a stir fry basically just meat veggies you can add rice on the side not necessary though in a stir fry you want to combine the meat and the veggies with some type of soy sauce tamari or like coconut aminos something that's going to add a little bit of umami to it and those are some basic condiments that most people have in their fridge and then if you want to get super fancy and if you have some of these items in your fridge or if you have like an herb garden perfect so you want to add some green onions maybe to finish it off just to kind of add some freshness to it some fresh herbs like cilantro mint basil you want to add those at the end and then maybe finish with some lime or lemon and not just the juice. Remember guys from episode three, add some zest as well. It will literally change your life or it'll at least change your dish and it'll be delicious. How about that? So fried rice is another really good go-to. The key to fried rice though is to make sure your rice is super dry. And I'm actually gonna share a tip with you that my husband has discovered. So we haven't had a microwave in like a year and a half just because our apartment doesn't have one. So we have to be very inventive when reheating things. So he actually puts like day old or two day old rice in a silpat or just parchment in a 425 degree oven for like 10 or 15 minutes just until the rice starts to dry out. You're not looking for any color on the rice at that point, but you just want it to dry out. Once it's dry, that's when you can start adding soy sauce or just some type of sauce that you have to it to make it a little bit more fried rice-like. So with fried rice, typically there's an egg in it. And typically you make a well in the pan and you cook the egg in the pan. Honestly, it becomes a mess. I like to cook my eggs separate because I like my eggs cooked in a cast iron that I know doesn't stick. Find your nonstick pan, find your cast iron that's perfectly seasoned. Do what you got to do, but cook your eggs separately. This can ensure that it'll fully cook and it doesn't just turn into like a soggy egg mess when you're mixing it with a soy sauce in the pan. In addition to an egg and fried rice, this is a great place to use leftover deli meat or some veggies that you have pre-cooked already. Veggie-based sauces. This is a super fun one. So oftentimes I will go super ham and make way too many veggies for just the two of us. And then by like day two of eating them in a different way, we get bored. So. The other day, actually, I made too many onions and peppers, which is fine because they were delicious, but my husband got tired of them. So we put them in the blender and added, I think like lime juice, maybe another acid, some heat from either sriracha or sambal, blended it, and then we made salsa dip for our chips. So we were able to still eat our veggies, but in a slightly different way. So that's a really good way to use veggies that you're tired of eating just make a dip out of them why not and that same sauce could have been used on like chicken or something so try and think outside the box actually that same sauce leads very well into my next idea of burritos or tacos rethink what you add to a tortilla it doesn't just have to be a vessel for your ground beef and your shredded lettuce and your sad looking tomatoes it can be a lot more than that. Think of your burrito or your taco shells as a vessel for holding your leftovers. So instead of having rice with a meal, just pop it in a tortilla. That's a really fun way to make it interactive at the table so that you're getting the family and kids involved in that sense. But you're also reusing the leftovers and it's fun and it's inventive and it's, it's gonna be really cool. So what I was saying about the sauce from before, that veggie-based sauce, you can toss 
your leftover or your raw proteins in it. So for example, if you have either like a leftover rotisserie chicken or if you have raw chicken breasts or raw chicken thighs, sear those off, cook them off in the oven, and then toss them with the veggie-based sauce. It's going to add a ton of flavor and it's going to be able to add some veggies in where you maybe wouldn't normally have veggies. It's going to be a lot tastier than some of the store-bought enchilada or quote-unquote veggie-based sauces out there that are either high fructose corn syrup based or just have a lot of other funky ingredients in them. So know what you're putting in, right? If you don't have items cooked, no worries. You can always use fresh, canned, frozen, whatever that looks like for you. It's going to take a little bit longer, for sure, if you have to cook the grains or the proteins first, but this is still going to be a really easy weeknight meal. Some tips so that you don't have to cook veggies or cook grains a la minute, and in kitchen terms, that means at the minute that you need them. Cook grains in bulk. So I like to cook quinoa and rice. I cook about two to three cups at a time, and that usually is enough at least two to three meals for the two of us. So that might be different for you and your family, depending on how many people you're cooking for, how many meals you want to feed your family with, but try cooking grains in bulk whenever you can so that you don't have to cook them for every meal. So getting your kids and family involved with this. Kids may not like leftovers as much as adults do. I mean, I don't know how many adults like leftovers, but getting them involved in the process, so brainstorming with them, maybe asking them what kind of protein they'd want or what kind of veggie they'd want. I think giving them a choice in the matter can be really helpful. Maybe this is a really fun family activity where you guys look at what's in the fridge, what kind of proteins there are, what kind of veggies there are, whether they're fresh, cooked, frozen, maybe what kind of citrus you have, if you have eggs, if you have cheese, if you have any leftover grains, and then choosing one of the things that I just mentioned. So maybe a crock pot meal, a soup, a frittata, a stir fry, some fried rice, or burritos or tacos. Giving them some decision in what they're having for dinner or what the family's having for dinner can be really impactful. Just making that one small step, looking into your fridge with your family and deciding what you guys are going to throw together tonight can be really, really fun. And if you look in your fridge and have no idea what to do, shoot me an email and I'm happy to help walk you through. Or reach out to me on my Instagram page at chef underscore RDN. Shoot me a picture or tag me in a picture and ask for help. And I'm more than happy to help you brainstorm what you could make with what's in your fridge. Three main takeaways. Don't let your floppy veggies get you down. Make them into a blended soup. Cook your grains in bulk. Empower your family to choose what dinner will look like based off of your leftovers. Thanks for listening, guys. Reach out via email at cbrunettiwellness at gmail.com to leave comments, tell me about show topics you'd like to hear, or just to say hi. Check out Wellness Cucina's Instagram page at chef underscore RDN for cooking tips, recipes, and Instagram videos that relate to the podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about how you and your family can build stronger bonds while gaining kitchen confidence, schedule a complimentary call. Link is in the show notes. Listen this Wednesday when I'll be talking about the importance of eating together 